Bismillah, alhamdulillah, assalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Back with the author, may Allah have mercy upon him. He says, Faslun, section. And Sheikh Mansour Saqib, he says, Had al Fasl aqadahu mu'allif li biyan man la yudzi' daf'u zakaa ilayhim. وَتَكَلَّمَ فِي الْفَصْلِ عَيْدًا عَنْ صَدَقَةِ التَّطَوَّعِ Sheikh Mansour explaining the introduction here, he's saying that uh, this section was authored or put together by the author to make clear that those categories whom zakat is not going to be permissible for. And also he talks in this section regarding those issues pertaining to voluntary charity. Charity, zakat, is not allowed to be given to a variety of people and they are as follows. The first of them, the family of the Prophet and they are the tribe of Hashim and the tribe of Hashim who are the brothers Banu Muttalib the tribe of Muttalib who are the brothers of Hashim وأبناء عبد المناف and the sons of عبد المناف والدليل and the evidence for this this exception that zakah is not given to these families of the Prophet أم بنو حاشم فهم آل محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم that Banu Hashim they are the family of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and Bukhari Muslim from the hadith of Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه قال أخذ الحسن ابن علي تمرة من تمر الصدقة that Hassan عنه, the son of Ali, عنه, he took a date from the dates of Sadaqah. في فيه, and he put it in his mouth. وسلم, the Prophet وسلم, said, خك, خك, and he made a noise to grab his attention. He said, throw that away. Don't you know that we don't eat from the Sadaqah? We don't eat from Zakah or from uh, non-obligatory charity. As for the tribe of Muttalib, they also cannot take from the Sadaqah because the Prophet وسلم, made them Yusharikuna. They made, he made them وسلم, join with Bani Hashim in taking the Khums. The Khums is the whole booty. And when people came to him from Bani Abdi Shams, speaking to him about this matter, the Prophet said, That verily, Banu Muttalib, the tribe of Muttalib and the tribe of Hashim are one thing. And this hadith is in Bukhari Muslim. There's a second riwayah in the madhab, another narration in the madhab from Ahmed. That it's only Banu Hashim that are not allowed to take from the Sadaqah, but Banu Muttalib are allowed to take from that. And from the ones who held this was the companion of, uh, was Imam Al-Khirqi, uh, the Imam of the Madhab, and Ibn Qudama, and Majd Ibn Taymiyyah, and Shaykh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah himself. The author, he says, وَمَوَالِيهِمَا and also who cannot take from Sadaqah are those who are the freed uh, slaves of these tribes and now have become bondsmen of this tribe. Uh, 
So zakat is not given to the tribe, uh, to the freed slaves, the bondsmen of Bani Hashim, nor to the bondsmen of Bani Muttalib. And the hadith is found in Ahmed and Abi Tahud from Abi Rafi' radiyallahu anhu. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, qal lahum hina ma'arada dhihab li sa'i fi jibayati zakat. That uh, the Prophet وسلم, said to Abi Rafi' when he wanted to go along uh, with the collectors of the zakat, he said, Mawla al-Qawm min anfusihim wa inna la tahillu lana sadqa. He said that the Mawla, the freed slaves of a people, their bondsmen, are from them. And it's not permittable for us, this tribe, to have sadqa, to have from the zakat. The author, he also says, and as an exception to those who should not take the zakat or who cannot take the zakat, is as follows. وَلَا إِلَى فَقِيرَةٍ تَحْتَ غَنِيٍ مُنْفِقٍ Nor can a female who is poor, she's faqir, nor can she take zakah if she is under the responsibility of somebody who is rich and spending. إِذَا كَانَ إِنْدَنَا إِمْرَأَةٌ فَقِيرًا مُتَزَوِّجًا So if we have, for example, a woman who is married, but she's very poor, فَإِنَّهَا لَا تُؤْتَ مِنَ زَكَاءِ إِذَا تَحَقَّقَ فِيهَا وَصْفَانٍ Then this woman is not given from the zakah if two descriptions are found in her. The first of them, أَن تَكُونَ تَحْتَ غَنِيٍ the first of them is that she is under the care of somebody who is rich from her relatives, husband, etc. The second of them, The second of these descriptions found in this woman who should not take the zakah is that the one that is responsible for her, this rich person, is actually spending upon her. And the reason for this, That in reality, she is not poor. Because her husband or the one responsible for her was spent upon her, so she is taking care of her needs. She is considered as being rich. And the understanding from this that if one of these two factors which I mentioned are absent from this woman, meaning that she is not being taken care of by a rich person, then it is permissible for zakah to be given to her. The author, he says, وَلَا إِلَى فَرْعِهِ وَأَصْلِهِ Nor can zakah be given to the far of the person, nor the asl of the person. The asl is al-aba, the asl is the fathers. وَإِنْ عَلُوا Even if they go up higher, like for example, the father, the grandfather, the great-grandfather. These, they cannot take zakah. وَالْأُمَّحَاتِ And the mothers, and the grandmother, and the grandmothers. Okay? And the far who cannot take zakah are the abna'uhu, are the sons and daughters, the children. They cannot take zakah either, whether they are grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Illa, and the reason, Because the one who is giving zakah, he has a responsibility to take care of the needs of these people that have been mentioned. Okay, that's why he cannot give zakah to them. And this hukum is a bil ijma' because if he was to give zakah to them, it's as though he is removing the responsibility of spending upon them from himself. So the benefit comes back to him of the zakah. That's why it's not allowed. The mu'allif, the author, may Allah have mercy upon him, he says, And nor is it permissible to give to a slave. Question to yourselves to keep us awake. Why is it not permissible to give zakah to a slave? So that's part of the answer that the slave doesn't have wealth which belongs to him. Rather, everything that he owns belongs to the master. And as you said, he's the responsibility of the master. 
So the ulama they say that his nafaqa, his spending to spend upon the slave is obligatory upon the master. Okay? And if we were to give to the slave zakah, then that money would immediately go to the master instead because the master is the one who is in possession of the money of the slave. For verily the wealth of the slave is the wealth of his master. And also the author he mentions was zawj, meaning the husband. Uh, actually in Arabic zawj can mean husband or wife. Uh, so he says, It's not permissible for the husband to give zakah to his wife. And the reason for this ruling, because the spending upon the wife for her basic needs and above is obligatory upon the husband. So it's not allowed to give zakah for that which he is already obligated to be spending upon. Can we have the kids on silent? Also, a woman, if she has a poor husband, she's not allowed to give from her zakah to the husband who is poor. And the reason behind that because she is the one who ends up benefiting from that zakat wealth. So whatever the husband is taking from the zakat from her, it's going to return to her in benefit. Another riwayah from Imam Ahmed, another narration on this issue from Imam Ahmed. That the wife she can give that the wife she can give to the uh, poor husband if he's from the people of Zakah, meaning he's miskin or he's poor, etc. But it's not allowed for him to use that zakat money which has been given to him from his wife to be then spent on the wife's needs. That is not allowed. And uh, Ibn Qudama, Imam Ibn Qudama ta'ala, was from those who held this opinion. The author, he says, If uh, the one who is giving zakah gives it to a person that he thinks before giving it that this person doesn't deserve the zakah. I know a very strange scenario, who would do that? So the person... The author is saying, if a person gives zakah and he thinks that this person doesn't deserve zakah, but then he ends up being from those who do deserve zakah, obil acts or the opposite in this scenario, lam yudzihi, then his zakah is not going to be valid. So Sheikh Mansour he says, masalatan. Here we have two masala, we have two issues. Al ula law anahu dafa zakah liman a'taqada anahu ghayri ahlin zakah. So as we explained, if a person in the first issue is giving zakat to a person that in his mind and from his estimation, he believes that this person doesn't deserve zakat. So he gives zakat to that person, but then the person ends up being someone who did deserve zakat. Then in this situation, the zakat is not valid. Why? Because from the outset, the person is playing with the religion. 
This is not how we treat the religion of Allah How dare somebody give zakat to a category that he in his mind thinks that they are not deserving of the zakat. Okay? Now, Wathania and the second scenario, the opposite. إِذَا دَفَعَ زَكَاءَ لِمَنْ ظَنَّ أَنَّهُ مُسْتَحَقٌ لِلزَّكَاءَ فَتَبَيَّنَا أَنَّهُ لَيْسَ أَهْلًا لَهَا فَلَا تُجْزِئُهُ So if a person is giving zakah to a person and he thinks that this person is somebody who deserves to take zakah, is deserving of taking zakah, but then it turns out that the person actually wasn't from those categories who zakah can be paid to. So in this situation, the zakah is not going to be valid. وَالْعِلَّةَ and the reasoning because he paid it to somebody who did not deserve it. And the reality of the ruling, the reality of the situation, is that which is the reality and not that which he thought uh, to be. So the ruling is based upon the reality of the situation, not that which he thought it to be. Now there's an exception to this ruling that we just mentioned. The exception is that if he gave his zakah to a person thinking and estimating that this person is poor, but then he turned out to be rich. So this person, in this situation, the zakah is going to be accepted. So Sheikh Mansour, he said, So this person has the outward appearance of being a poor person. So the, this person asked for zakah, and the one who was distributing the zakah gave it to him. But then it became known later that this person is actually rich. He wasn't poor as you thought. So in this situation, the zakah is still going to be valid. Why? One of the evidences they use is in Sahih Muslim, the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, قال رجلا ليلة بصدقة أمان. He made a vow to himself that he's going to give zakah, or he's going to give uh, charity in the way of Allah So he went out in the night And he gave sadaqah But it ended up being in the hands of one Who was a zaniya One who was a prostitute But then the people they woke up the next day They found out the reality of the matter That the sadaqah was given to a prostitute And they started to talk about it Okay and then the same thing happened That he gave sadaqah to a rich man by mistake, right, in the night. And then the same thing happened, that he gave sadaqah to a porter, to a thief, okay? And the people, again, in each situation, they got up and they spoke about it. So it came to him in the night, a dream or something of that nature. As for your sadaqah, it has been accepted from you. So in this hadith, one of the categories that sadaqah was given to in the night by mistake, was to a rich person. So the ulama, they take from this hadith and other evidences that if sadaqah is given to a rich person by mistake, meaning to say that you, you spent your um, mental abilities, your faculties, and you looked at the situation of the person, you assumed him to be poor, but in fact it turned out later that he was uh, not poor, he was rich, then your zakah is still going to be valid. The author, he says, وَصَدَقَةُ التَّطَوَّعِ مُسْتَحَبَّةٌ And to give uh, recommended charity, not obligatory charity, yani outside of zakah, to give recommended charity is something which is recommended, it's mustahab. طيب. أَنَّ الصَّدَقَةَ تَطَوَّعَ قَدْ وَرَدَ فِي الْحَثِّ عَلَيْهَا آثَارٌ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْكِتَابُ وَسُنَّةٌ To give sadaqah, 
recommended sadaqah, there's many narrations which uh, encourage people to do this. And there's many ayat in the Quran. From them is what is, we found in Surah Al-Baqarah. مَنْ ذَا الَّذِي يُقْرِضُ اللَّهَ قَرْضًا حَسَنًا فَيُضَائِفَهُ لَهُ أَضْعَفًا كَثِيرًا Who is there that is going to give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a goodly loan? And then he will increase this loan for the person in reward many fold. We have in the hadith in Bukhari and Muslim, narrated by Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. And the hadith is marfu' that the Prophet sallallahu said, مَنْ تَصَدَّقَ بِعَدْلِ تَمْرَةٍ مِنْ كَسْبٍ طَيِّبٍ Whoever gives sadaqah, meaning not obligatory sadaqah, uh, to the equivalence of a date. And this is from pure uh, sources. He's earned this from pure sources. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't accept, except for that which is pure. For verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take this date in charity which was given with his right hand subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah will cause it to grow huge in reward. As one of you allows your uh, bagel camel to grow. Until it is like in reward uh, to the extent of a mountain. So that is from some of the evidences which pertain to the encouragement to give uh, non-obligatory charity. The author, he says, That non-obligatory charity in Ramadan and in times of need is best, is better. Sheikh Mansour says, Sadaqah is يعني, مستحب, it's recommended in all times. But its istihbab is more certain or more encouraged and its reward is greater in certain situations. The first of them he mentions, uh, in times when uh, the Sharia has looked upon this time or this place as being honorable. كرمضان, like Ramadan. Ramadan. Because the Prophet وسلم, was the most generous that he could ever be in the month of Ramadan. And also in the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. Uh, the second is uh, when sadaqah is more recommended in times of difficulty and need. Uh, like in a time of muja'ah, in a time of uh, drought or in great poverty and that like it. So it is better in these times than outside of these times. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, or to give, Allah says, and to give uh, food in a day of the Masghaba. And Ibn Abbas, عنهما, he said, the Masghaba, the Muja'a. The Masghaba is a day or is a time when there is widespread drought and poverty. And Imam Al-Nakha'i, he says, in a time when food is scarcely available, and it's become very, um, it's become a commodity which is very valuable. So in these times, it's recommended to give sadaqah even more so than normal times. The author he says, "What to send and kifayatihi wa And it's sunnah to give 
that which is above, that which is above uh, the person's needs and the needs of those whom he spends upon. Sheikh Mansour, he said, إِذَا وَجَدَ إِنْدَ الْإِنسَانَ نَفَقَ تَكْفِيهِ وَتَكْفِي مَنْ يَمُونُهُ عَلَى الدَّوَامِ So if a person finds that he has an income which suffices himself and suffices those that he's taking care of in a continual manner, meaning that this money that is coming to him is continual. كَمُتَّجْرِ Like he has a trade, for example. أو صنع أو he has a skill which brings him money. Or rawatib, or he has salary that is coming continually, or work, or he has an endowment, and that which is like it. Yeah. So it's it's recommended for him in this situation where he has the continuous stream of income uh, to spend from that which is beyond his needs. Once his needs are covered, it's recommended for him then to spend on others. In Bukhari, we have the hadith which alludes to this. خير صدقتي ما كان عن ذهري غنى that the best of صدقة is that which is عن ذهري غنى. Sheikh Mansouri explains this. He says أن الأفضل صدقة ما بقي صاحبها بعد إخراجها مستغنيا that the best صدقة is that which is spent whilst the person who is spending it remains in a state of um, in a good financial state. أي بقي له ما يكفيه so he, he has enough wealth remaining with him to cover his needs and the needs of those who he's taking care of. So in this situation, sadaqah is recommended and it's sunnah to give. The author, he says, And he is sinful, the person giving sadaqah, if it puts him in a situation where he is going to have needs. He's not going to be able to cover his basic needs nor the basic needs of his family. So in this situation, it would be sinful for him. Sheikh Mansour, he said, إِذَا تَصَدَّقَ بِصَدَّقَةٍ تَنْقُصُ كِفَايَتِهِ وَكِفَايَةِ مَنْ يَمُونُهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَعْثَمْ So as I explained, that if he gives sadaqah, and it ends up him being in a situation where he can't cover his needs, nor can he cover the needs of his family, the ones he takes care of, then in this situation, he is sinful. وَإِلَّا And the reason is, أَنَّ النَّفَقَ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ because it's obligatory for him to cover his needs and to cover the needs of the ones that he's taking care of. So um, the supererogatory charity shouldn't be put before the wajib, which is to take care of his needs. And Imam Ahmad, he narrates a hadith from the Prophet who said, it's enough as a sin for a person that he loses the rights of the one that he's taking care of or he loses the ability uh, from his own doing to uh, to take care of those who he's supposed to take care of. And because the best sadaqah is the one that a person spends upon himself and upon his family that he's taking care of. In Sahih Muslim, the Prophet said, dinar that you spend as charity in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. dinar and a dinar that you spend in charity to free a slave. and a dinar that you spend upon a miskin. and a dinar that you spend upon your family. That the greatest in terms of reward from those categories is that which you spent upon your family in charity. Okay, 
So this is all going back to show us what the author he said that we should shouldn't spend in charity unless we are able to cover the needs uh, of ourselves and the needs of our families. And with that and the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we come to the end of the book of Zakah and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the best of understanding and to forgive us all mistakes.